lost the weight upon my shoulder. Now it's easier to walk. I can see the road before me. I am not afraid to fall. All right, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Um, we just are grateful for everyone for continuing to tune in and yes. listen and support us. And so, yes, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so today we have Molly Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I almost called her. So on Instagram, you may know her as Smolly Spice if you follow her. And we yeah. always were like, we went to go say Molly. We're like, wait, no, Smolly. Smolly. Wait, oh, yeah. Molly, Smolly. <laughs> yeah. But we loved her. She's awesome. And if you follow her online, she's just really funny and yeah, she's super fun. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just has a really fun personality. Um, but when we talked to her, we were a little tight on time, so we didn't read her intro in the, um, in the actual interview. So I'm going to go ahead and read her intro now and we'll tell you a little bit about her and then we'll, we hop into her interview. So, yes. so Molly received her bachelor's of fine arts from Brigham Young university in music, dance and theater, which launched her into a career as a professional actress, choreographer, voice teacher, and dancer. She has been a backup singer for T- Tony award winner, Christian Chenoweth flown across the stage as Peter Pan, been a dancing nun in sister act <laughs> and performed across the United States as well as great Britain as a backflipping pink power ranger and everything in between. I love that. That's I awesome. Know, that's cute. Yeah. As well as her singing and dancing shenanigans, Molly was the director of the Park City Boys and Girls Club, founder of her own nationally recognized nonprofit, A Good Grief, television spokesperson for 5WPR out of NYC, <laughs> keynote speaker for the incredible Transplant Games of America, writer whose work has been featured in several publications and national newsletters and is currently writing a book with JOA Publishing which we chat with her about that. And yes. it was fun to talk with her about that. Um, Molly has been married to her laundry ninja slash, slash attorney <laughs> slash book nerd husband, Vic since 2004. You can find them hiking, biking and skiing on the trails in park city where they have lived for 19 years. She is also the mother to three insanely wonderful humans. All the fun can be found on her Instagram page at Smolly spice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, yeah, we started following her. I, a while ago, I think mm-hmm. you followed her and then told me about her, but, yeah. um, yeah, she's really fun. She has her own podcast. Um, so if you want to learn a little bit more about her, you can listen to her po- podcast. Um, and then I was just going to read. So on her Instagram page, it says she's a child loss survivor, keynote speaker on the commodity of connection, a comedian, a singer, MC, dancer, actress, copywriter, um, in Park City, Utah. Um, but she's just really, we didn't really talk um, that in depth about the loss of her daughter. Mm -hmm. So I know that her first episode, was it her first one? Yeah. I think the first one and her podcast is called commodity of connection. And we talk about the title and like how she came up with the title, that first episode of her podcast, I just loved it. And you kind of get to see her fun, funny humor and personality in it, but she does talk more in depth about the loss of her daughter in that. So if you want to kind of know that background, you can, we'll point you to that. Um, yeah, she like mentions it and it's part of why she does what she does, but mm-hmm. we didn't go into depth about the story no, itself. But I mean, she does mention it and mm-hmm. stuff, but, and then it will be in her book when it comes yeah, out. Yeah. Well. We talk more about just what she's doing now. And I mean, it's been 15 years. So, um, I thought it was just a really fun conversation with her and good yeah. and meaningful. And she has just a lot of great thoughts and wisdom and yeah, yeah she's a great person. I so. know. And I loved it because when we talked about values last week, my value was connection and mm-hmm. it's called the comp commodity of connection. And so she talks about that a lot and it was awesome. But one quote she had that I thought was great. 
um, on her website says authentic connection with others is what saved my life after my daughter lost hers. And so she does talk a lot about how connection can heal yeah, and how telling your story and being heard and seen is super important when you go through hard things. For sure. Yeah. It was really good. And yeah, she brings it all back to connection, which is perfect. And we've talked about that so much on our podcast. So we felt like, yeah, the conversation lends itself really well to kind of our overall theme. Yes. And yeah, it's very similar to what, you know, we're trying to do with our purpose of our podcast. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, she was fun and awesome. And someone you would just want to go hang out with or something, go to lunch with. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. She's really fun. So we're excited for you to hear it. We hope you enjoy this conversation and we hope you're enjoying 2024 so far. Yeah. And if you live in Utah, we finally got snow. Yes. We got a huge snowstorm yesterday. It was really yeah. so pretty, but kind of crazy out on to the drive. <laughs> everything took like five times the amount of time to get yeah. everywhere. So yeah. Anyway, I hope you were safe and got to be cozy in your house. Yeah. And- hope you're enjoying the, I don't know. This time of year is like, it's weird because Christmas is over, but we still are like hunkering in for so long. Right. So I'm like, and we just didn't find, it things. didn't feel like Christmas time. We didn't have any no. snow. It was pretty warm. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, we need snow. We need snow. And now that it's here, it's like, okay, this is going to be here for a while. This is a long winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so cold right now. I got this random game I was going to mention and I haven't even started playing it yet, but it's called, wait, it's like a Huga game. Have you heard of that? No. And there's like, so Huga is like a Danish word and it means oh, like cozy. Oh, remember when we had, um, Elise Jones oh, with yeah. the whole share your heart thing. That's, she does that type of yoga. That's right. I think she mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually, she's like perfect for that. I love her. Yes. She's so cute, but it's a game and I'll have to, I'll, I'll know the name next time I'll mm-hmm. mention it, but like you take, you pick a card and you read questions and you just kind of go around and talk and it's like a cozy, it's called like the game of Huga or something. Oh, that's cool. So it's just like conversation for indoor in the winter time when, so I'm excited. Yeah. I just ordered it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm trying to lean into some ways that I can enjoy while we're inside yes. a lot. It's cold. How can we make this like a fun, fun, cozy time yes. of year? Um, yeah. My you daughter, know. Kate, like loves games. And so she will literally just set them up and I'll be somewhere and come back and she'll say, okay, we're ready. I'm like, ready for what? She's like, we're playing games. And she's like, well, we're playing nine and she'll have them all set up super cute. But I've realized that games, I think are actually a really good way to connect mm. a lot of games because some of them are like, there's downtime. So you're chatting or it's like competitive and fast paced. So you're laughing. True. And so I think Kate does such a good job of bringing our family. Not always do my other kids want to play, but, um, sometimes we're like, come on, let's just give her at least a game. Yeah. But we played, um, we played this really fun game at Christmas that she got. Oh, it's called herd mentality. Oh, I haven't heard of it. But it's a really good way, like a get to know you game. Like if you were in a group of people you don't know, or if you're with your kids and you just need a game, that's like, Anybody can play it. It's not hard. It's not any strategy or whatever. It's literally like they ask a question and you would say what you think the herd, like the herd mentality, what you think most people would say. And then you read it all. And if you are the one that says something that nobody said, then you get this cow. Oh, (laughs) pink cow. (laughs) That's and, but you can't win with the pink cow. So you're hoping that the next question, somebody else will say, but what you're trying to do is say something that you think other people would say, which it is kind of fun to do with people you do know. Cause you're like, Okay, this might not be what I think, but I know Kate's answer. So yeah. if I say this, then her and I will get the same answer and we won't get the cow. Yeah. And, but then if you don't know people very well, then it's kind of a funny way to like, okay, what most people think. And sometimes people have the craziest answers and we would just like, anyway, we played it with like my side of the family and Nate's side of the family. And anyway, so that's a really good game too oh, for, for kids. And it's a fun, we laughed so hard so many times. Yeah. Some of the answers were really That funny. sounds like a better 
Well, okay. So my kids got gifted, um, cards against humanity, but the family edition oh, that's for, fun. for their birthday from a friend, but it is hilarious. Yeah. Like it's a lot of potty humor and jokes, but my nine year olds yes. think it is so funny. We should get the family one. We have it's the kids one, one and I feel oh. like we've played it so much that we've done every yeah, one. Yeah. But that was fun. And we played it several times, um, over the holidays yeah, it is a and they really, game. and it's nice. Cause it's, yeah, it's just one of those that you sit around and laugh and yeah, there's not like to... a winner. Well, I guess there is a winner technically, yeah, but, but it's but... not like too competitive. Cause oh yeah. my gosh, I got some competitive kids. Yeah. It's not competitive <laughs> and it's not like a strategy <laughs> think hard game. Yeah. Another, have you played nerds? Oh, loved nerds, but haven't so done fun. it recently with my kids. I've got to teach yeah. them, but me and we, me and Corey have loved it. Like, yeah, you play, it's really in... fast paced. Yes. A lot of times we literally stand up around the table and do it. Yeah. It's almost like a mixture of solitaire and speed and speed. speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. And we the more play... people, the fun, more fun it is because yeah. it's more fast paced. Cause we played it the other day with just my sister and her husband love it. So there was five of us playing and it kind of, we had times where it was like a lull cause we, nobody could go. Oh yeah. But I think happened. if you have more than like eight, it's, there's never a lull. Oh, and yeah. you're just like going, going, And going. it gets really crazy. Yeah. yeah. I need to teach all my kids that I've been a little nervous cause I'm like, oh, my competitive oh, two Kate teenagers are going to freak it. out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Kate was, so is 10 funny. and she, but she <laughs> plays speed and solitaire a lot. Oh, that's So I think good. it flowed pretty easy for her, but yeah. at the same time she didn't realize the strategy and just how fast paced it was. Yeah. The and first it's time so fun. Like, Whoa. That's yeah. good. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah. That's so nerds fun. is fun. So that's so. funny. We didn't even chat about that, but here's an impromptu game. <laughs> yeah. We were like, what can we chat about? Well, games. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you need to be like Huga, yeah, a warm, cozy, <laughs> yeah. fun thing to do with your family. Fireplace, treats, like yeah, all hot chocolate, yeah. do your thing, play games with your family. Cause I think like bringing it back to, I'm really like, I need to focus on the good parts of winter. It's mm-hmm. hard, but like if we can just think, okay, we can stand with our family. We can do things. Right. It's harder to like all sit down and do a game in the summer when everyone's out doing whatever. And, and want to be outside with their friends. Uh-huh. Night, and that's yeah. great too. I love it. Yeah. But so anyway, yeah, I trying to lean into and the good of winter. I try to remember too, like when I'm driving in this crazy storm and I don't love it, I do love when I get home and it's cozy and we turn on the fire True. and then I do love it. Like today now it's sunny and it's so pretty. Yeah. Oh, like it's when gorgeous. You have yeah. the, just the white the mountains snow, and, yeah, and we need the snow for you know, not yeah, having a drought. There's no inversion right now. So that's <laughs> yeah, good. That's good too. So if you're in Utah, enjoy the snow yeah. and try to find ways to enjoy winter yes. and enjoy Molly. Oh yeah. Back to Molly. We love her. Yes. And she lives <laughs> in Park City. So she's yeah. always in the winter time, but yeah. it did make me kind of want to move there when she was talking about it. I know. Cause she can I just know. like leave her house and go hiking and snowshoeing and skiing and mountain biking. Yeah. She had actually just been skiing that morning mm-hmm. when we chatted with yeah. her that afternoon. So, yeah. so, okay. Sorry. This is quite the diversion from her episode, but you're going <laughs> to love her. And yes. yeah. Um, enjoy the conversation. All right. Welcome to Beautiful Shifts Podcast today. Today, we're so excited. We have a guest we've been hoping to have for a while now. Her name's Molly Jackson. Hi, Molly. Hello. Hi. So some of you may know Molly. She's on Instagram as Smolly Spice, and she's just like the most fun, genuine, yes. <laughs> just funny, I don't know, yeah, person. I love following yeah, you. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I've always, yeah. And real. I just think you're like real and honest and yes, I can find humor in, in all of life. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell you, I always, when like, especially when we were messaging back and forth to set up this interview with you, I think about, I don't know, it was like a year or two ago, you went to Europe and you were in like Germany or Austria somewhere and singing like sound of music through the streets. <laughs> and I love that. I'm like, I want to be there and I want to be right. her right now. Yeah. Like I want to be singing <laughs> through the, the streets. Looked amazing. That was the best trip I think of my life. Oh, that yeah, it looked amazing. amazing. And was it just you and Vic on that? Yes, just me and my husband. That's nice. And we, it's 
it's it has sustained me. We're going through a really rough patch right now, and we're going through a, be- a beautiful shift right now. Yeah. And um, so I re- I call on the strength of that of the memories. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I just texted him before, and I'm like, I gotta go. I'm gonna be. I'm interviewed on a podcast, and he's like, What podcast? And I said, Beautiful shifts. Shrug. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Mom's from Riverton. Yeah, yeah. And That's it. He said. He said, I've had some beautiful shits in my life. <laughs> well, actually, our husbands, well, actually, some of our friends and my, my, like, well, it might sound like beautiful shits. You got to be careful. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Sometimes life is shit. So yeah. it kind of so works. Yeah. Well, our one friend, Tasha, was like, that's perfect because you can take the beautiful shit and change it to a beautiful shit. Yes. Yeah. So we're no, like, okay, exactly. I guess we'll go with it. Yeah. So- <laughs> It works either way. Yeah, 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 totally. And it sounds like a very husband thing to say. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't quote him exactly. And since he's an attorney, let me read what he said. Oh, okay. He said, I've had some really big shits, but nothing I'd call beautiful. Oh, so that's what. <laughs> that that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were a little, yeah. little worried with the name. We're like, yeah. it's hard to say, actually. Especially when you say it. But we love the idea of like beauty and finding beauty through the transitions that can be really hard, but you kind of come out of it on the other side and find the good, you know, not even the good, but the things that you learned and, yeah, and like honestly the connections, like what you're all about talking about connections. So yes. Yeah. And that's one of the things. So you have your own podcast mm-hmm. and that Which we highly to. recommend listening to. It's so oh boy. I yes. No, we love it. And, and you just kind of started up last year, right? Yeah. Just in late spring. Okay. So let's just say I do one episode every two and a half months. <laughs> that's hey. great. <laughs> Yes. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Well, and you like speak at events and I mean, you seem pretty busy. Yes. Lately, I feel like I haven't been busy enough. Like October through now, I've been in this weird lull. Mm. Um, I think because of just some stuff going on within myself, like, like I mentioned, like I'm in this shift and so I haven't been like promoting myself as much as a speaker. I'm trying to finish my book. I do have some MC events coming up. Um, I'm emceeing the multiple sclerosis annual like fundraising event at the Grand America. Oh, wow. And then like a friend of mine has a foundation. She lost her daughter to cancer a year and a half ago. Oh. So I, this is my second year I've gotten to emcee that event. So I do have things, but I don't know if it's like I'm either going a thousand miles a minute or I'm like literally walking loops around my island alone in my house. It's like, what am I doing? What like, I do right now? Yeah. Well, it's kind of uh, this time of year too. I mean, you're in Park City. There's so much snow outside. I mean, it sounds like you're really active, but unless you're out on the slopes, you're kind of stuck in your house, right? Like, I mean, yeah. What do you do? I don't know. It's beautiful. It's up in there. my head. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe you could tell us because your your podcast is called The Commodity of Connection, right? Maybe tell us where you came up with that name because it really resonated with us because that was the whole point kind of of our podcast is connecting with people. And I loved how you came up with the name and the description and stuff. So um, as some listeners might know, but maybe a lot don't, um, my daughter Lucy passed away in 2008 she choked on a small piece of apple in our church parking lot. She was on life support for four days and then she became an organ donor. And then we drove home to an empty house. He was our only child at the time. That is like the shortest version of the story I've ever told. And I can go into that more later, but um, the way 
but to answer your question about the the title, I actually stole it. <laughs> well, it's not a title that I stole. It's a thought idea that I stole from a guy named Seth. Um, oh, wow. I want to say Seth Rogen, but then it makes it sound like so Rogen. Right. It's not. Yeah, I do. Seth, Seth Godin. Oh, Godin. Okay. Seth Godin. Yeah. He's a marketing genius. Mm. And, um, and incidentally, years later, he and I both were keynote speakers at an event together, oh, wow. but it was during COVID and it was digital. So we weren't in the same room. We weren't even in the same. And I, so I never got to tell him like you, an off comment you made once on a podcast informed my whole career. Oh, wow. Anyway, so this is how it came about besides me stealing it from him. <laughs> um, so Lucy passed away and it was back in the blogging days before Instagram. Um, I have a degree in theater I've always been very expressive. I've loved writing. I love communicating, performing, storytelling. It's just in my blood. It's who I am. And I had this blog and blogging about her life and being a new mom. And I had severe postpartum depression. I never actually really wanted to be a mom. That'll be in my book. It was never a dream. It wasn't even a thought. Mm-hmm. Like I literally didn't think oh, I wonder when I'm going to be a mom. I wonder how many kids I'll have. I'm like, I it didn't even, I just was going to be on Broadway. I can get married. But um, so I was blogging about my transition to motherhood. And then when she passed away, I just, I kept blogging because I had to process this. It was so immense. It was so traumatic. Looking back, I realized now, like I needed a witness. Mm, yeah. I just, I needed a witness. There's so much healing power in having a witness. And as I began to share and blog, and like I mentioned, she was an organ donor. I had um, Intermountain Donor Services reach out and say, we'd love to have you come speak. You have such a beautiful way of talking and sharing. And um, I'm like, of course I'll share. And I'm speaking at these big ceremonies. And then I get asked to speak at uh, University of Utah Medical School to doctors about organ donation and what it's like as the, you know, the yeah. grieving person. And um, so it just started evolving. And I'm like, wait a minute. I love writing. I love being on stage. I love performing. Never would I think or want it to be in this way. Right. But turns out this is something I can do and it's meaningful and it's powerful. And um. But I wanted to be able to speak to everyone. I didn't just want to speak at organ donation. I didn't want to just speak at like grieving mom and dad retreats. Like seeing my husband try to go back to work at his law firm after losing his child. I'm like, no, I'm speaking to corporate America. Mm. Like everyone is struggling. Everyone has grief or unspoken trauma or. So that's why when I'm listening, I'm listening to Seth Godin being interviewed on a podcast and he's talking about how valuable it is to have authentic connection with others. And I don't even know if he used it in that order, like the commodity. He didn't didn't say like the commodity of connection. He just said, it's a commodity really. Mm. Like it's so valuable. And I'm like, push pause and I wrote it down and I'm like, that is the through line. That is I don't want to just talk about grief and hope and loss and overcoming. I want to talk about how all those things are possible because of the beautiful souls who sat with me, 
who witnessed my grief, who didn't turn away, who shared their stories of loss, who shared and just like, it was just this power that is so palpable and powerful. And that's how I landed on that, I love it. that theme. And turns out I, it, it's applicable to moms in a neighborhood. It's applicable to CEOs building a company who are trying to connect with employees and customers. And it's applicable to moms with breast cancer. It, like it's especially, we're all just starving for it. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> for sure. That's, I love it. That's the story. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, that's, it's beautiful. And it's so similar kind of to what we have tried to do with our podcast as well is just sharing stories of people and their experience in hoping to be able to connect others and connect all of us. Because even if our stories aren't exactly the same, we can always learn from people's experiences and pain and grief and, and even success or whatever it is, we can all learn from that. And so to be able to have a space where we can help people share that and be able to listen to it, we, we always feel so honored to hear all these stories from people. And it's interesting because you know, I think when we first started this podcast, we knew we wanted to hear about all kinds of life transitions, but I do feel like sometimes people that have gone through something really hard, I, what I've kind of decided is like, it gives everyone else the strength to be like, okay, if they can do it, maybe I can go through my things too. Mm-hmm. Cause I've thought yeah. about like, you know, we have guests on who have like lost children or lost family members or gone through something, you know, something very traumatic, but I don't want to say like all the stories are amazing, but there's something special about hearing from someone that's gone through something really hard. Like you have and seeing you now, like, and, and of course you still have life and life's still hard and there's stuff coming, but like, look at what you've done with what you've been through. So, right. You've turned it into helping others and connecting others. Mm -hmm. I will never forget. I don't know, maybe a year or two after Lucy died. I, you know, I, I hike a lot, walk, run, bike, all the things. And I came home from being out and about and I got an email and as this woman said, I just saw you about two hours ago on a trail in park city. I don't live here, but I was here because I was running a race. I was running like a breast cancer awareness, half marathon. I'm not a runner. I was, but blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the context. She didn't have breast cancer, but anyway, she said, I just wanted to give up. And then I saw you. Mm. (laughs) She said, I just was like, oh my gosh, I can keep going. And I'm like, that's that, that was actually a literal, right? Literal. Yeah. Um, I remember my dad who's been in recovery, addiction recovery for a long time. And he, one of the things he always says is everybody needs an example of someone who's making it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that I like, he didn't mean like money. Yeah. You know, right. Just, but how do we know if we don't share? Mm-hmm. We just assume they're making it because it looks perfect or it looks easy or, but we, if we don't know the reasons why and the, the blood, sweat and tears, like it's not quite as inspirational, I guess. So yeah. I know. I and know. it's so true. I mean, just like Lindy, Lindsay was saying, the harder episodes we have are the most listened to ones or the ones we get mm-hmm. most feedback mm-hmm. from, because I think they inspire other people to say, I can do this. I can make it. I was just reading this book recently and it said something like, um, you know, how can I do this? I can't make it. I can't go through this. And the other person said, you just do. And then you expand and then you do it again. Cause there's going to be other things that you're going to think you can't do and you can't make it and you can't get through it. 
but somehow you do and you expand and learn (laughs) and you go on somehow. Well, on the, in that vein, some advice I would give is when someone is going through something hard and you know that they are, I would advise to not say you're so strong. Hmm. Like I, even if they are strong and I can see why that is, seems like an appropriate thing to say, but it is actually a, a dividing statement. It is like, you are strong over here going through it alone I'm not as strong as you. I don't want to be as strong as you. I don't want that trial. And I'm over here and I'm weak, but I'm safe. Yeah. So it's like they're not feeling and, it with you and being there sitting with you. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I would just suggest and say, like, wow, this is really hard. You're so strong. This is really hard. How can I help? Mm-hmm. Or this is really hard. I'm here for you. This is really hard. I want to be a, I want to listen and you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. You know, just saying you're so strong and kind of walking away and they're like, I'm actually dying. Inside. Yeah. I, I'm not strong. I, I I'm weak and I need you. Who's not going through something at the moment to be the strong one for me. Right. So, right. So yeah. yeah. It reminds me of that Brene Brown book, the Alice of the heart, when she describes oh, yeah. the difference between like compassion and pity or empathy yes. and sympathy. It's like, it's that yes. extra step of like, sitting with you and wanting mm. to feel it with you somehow instead of yeah saying like oh I'm so sorry <laughs> like but yeah. I want to I don't yeah I'm sorry this happened to you but I'm gonna move on instead of like just really sitting in it with you and being there for you yeah well and it's hard and you have to have boundaries and emotional capacity and you don't have to sit in everything with everyone right because I used to take it all in and everyone who lost a child made email me and I'd, and I'd read it and just sob and the wars and the world. Mm. And just like, like it was just in a way I needed that at first to feel like I'm not alone. Other people have survived this, but it comes to a point that you have to protect your mental health and you do have to have that close circle and you sit with them and you are there for them to varying degrees. But yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want boundaries are important for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're feeling it all, then you, <laughs> you know, it's a very heavy. <laughs> I must forget out of bed. Yeah. yeah. Cause there are times where I'm like, almost feel bad that I'm not reading about the wars and about mm-hmm. the hardships. And I, I feel guilty that I'm not feeling it all. But then when you do, it's hard to be there for your people and yeah, for yourself because you, you know, it's hard to think about anything else really. And yeah. But do you guys know my good friend, Kelly Wolf here in Park City? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow her. She's a life coach. Um, um, has this great thing. She calls it the circles of service. Mm-hmm. And she even made a, a visual with it. And it's like the middle is you and your family. And then the next circle is like literally your street, your neighborhood, you know, and then your community. And then maybe your country and the world, you know? Mm. So it's like, if your circle of service or your circle of emotional focus or whatever, if it gets too big and you're just so spread out, like you got to focus small. And once that's healthy and taken care of, then you can look out and I don't know, it's easy to get so overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I like that. It's a good visual. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. But maybe you could tell us, so you said you have a book coming. You're yeah. working on it now. Is this like coming soon? Is this the beginning of it all? 
it's about three quarters done, nice. three quarters of the way done. Um, I'm really trying to give myself, I'm trying to create a really healthy narrative about the creation of this book. The unhealthy narrative is, oh my gosh, my daughter passed away 15 years ago. You've been blogging all this time. You should have, could have, would have had a book by now. What's taking you so long? Blah, 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 blah. The healthy version is it's happening when it's supposed to happen. There's no timeline. Yeah, <laughs> right. People will still read it. You should still finish this goal. You know, so I'm really talking myself through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> through that. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you should feel it all like have a nar- an unhealthy narrative about that. Cause I actually think it's really, it would, I don't know. I'm excited to read it and just look at like what has happened over the last 15 years since that, like, I don't think it needs to be right after or even five years after, like sometimes yeah. getting a bigger picture of the person and the story I think is really valuable for people because like life is the long haul, you know, <laughs> we're all like, we've yeah. done, there's all these shifts right. going on all the time. So you know, and you went through that when you were young. I mean, you were like in your upper twenties, right? And now, I mean, look how much I, we all learn through our thirties and forties and everything. So True. there's probably so That's many so- other nuggets of wisdom that you could put in there now that you couldn't have, you know, back yeah, in your early thirties or, yeah. you know. That's true. And, you know, okay. having it be your first child and being so young and I mean, there's so many things with that and having children oh, yeah. after and yeah, I'm sure. Right. True. Yeah. Thank you for I'll just hold to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I... My book is called The Commodity of Connection, which is my keynote speech, mm-hmm. also title. Um, it's a tricky title because people hear commodity. And I'm like, I deal nothing in actual commodities. <laughs> I know nothing about trading and stocks and commodities and investments. And, you know, and I'm like, is it really a me title, you know, or is it too like, you know, it's not very like, emotional or artsy sounding. I don't know. So we'll see. But I love but, the meaning behind yeah, it. I mean, it makes so really much great. sense. Yeah. Because it's saying like connection is valuable. And then I feel like people will get to know you through your words in it. I mean, titles are just tricky all the time. Like, what, you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I love it. I mean, I think it will pull people in knowing that, okay, this is all about connection really. Yeah. So. Well, because it is all about connection, I actually decided to name each chapter instead of like chapter one, chapter two. It's actually someone's name. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Wow. So like my husband, my daughter, my best friend, Justin, who passed away. Um, Do you guys know Brooke White? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I follow her. She's so cute. Yeah. She's so cute. You know, and a couple close friends. If you've seen like my Hope Works talk, my friend Jenny with the big blonde hair. Um, so I'm hoping like each chapter named after these people in my life and the, what they taught me about connection, how they weave into my story and my journey and my healing. I hope people will remember that oh, yeah. they'll, they'll finish the book and be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a Jenny thing I just did. Or that's a Justin. Right. I'm going to be like Justin and do that. Or I'm going to be like Vic and you know, so yeah, I love that. I think that's, that it's I love that that's beautiful I've never actually I don't think read a book formatted that way like with titles of different names I think that's a really clever yeah, and right. meaningful and, yeah it goes right with yeah connection so that's awesome oh, I'm excited do you have like a date I I mean well I I'm working with 
JOA Publishing, which stands for Joan of Arc Publishing. Her name is Kira Brenton. She's incredible. Um, and I signed a contract with her <laughs> end of April or May of last year. Mm. So I have to have it done by April oh, wow. or May of this year. Okay. It doesn't mean it will be edited and, you know, but it'll Publisher, be, yeah, right. It'll be done for your draft. Right. You know, so, awesome. yeah. That's, That's really exciting. Cool. Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay's actually wrote a book a few years ago, so she knows well, the process a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm it like, awesome. kind of, well, yeah, it's just, you know how it is. Like again, that, what it was that it was, it was right after my twins were born. I don't know. It was like 2014, I think it was published yeah. or something. So it's been a while. It was a historical fiction based on a true story, World War II. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it, yeah. Anyway, it was good. It was fun. It was a great experience, but it, so I know what you mean, like the pressures of, well, actually I didn't have a deadline. I like submitted and stuff, but still with the editing and I mean, it's quite the process, but it's cool. I learned so much. Well, it was was good. It was cool. It was a cool cool experience. Yeah. So what's the book called? Oh, it's called by the stars. And it, I don't know. It was about this. So this guy that I grew up down the street from, he served in world war II and just had like a really cool experience, but also a really cute love story with his wife who I kind of known both of them from a distance. Like he was in our stake for those, you know, that are LDS would know. And so anyway, I just interviewed him and wrote a story and wow. yeah, it was really good. It was cute. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, but yeah. So writing books, that's exciting. <laughs> and I bet, I mean, this is totally, it's different. You know, I'm sure writing about your own life and like your personal experiences, that's just a whole other layer of, you know, and you're, it's hard. Cause I don't know if you're my, how I was, but like, you want to get it right, but you also just want to get it done. So it's like yeah. that balance, balance of, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Getting in the right mindset. And... Yeah. Yeah. So are you acting currently like doing any plays or are you still involved in that? I'm not in any shows. Okay. I've been, I've done a few commercials. Oh, cool. I have a talent agent. She's been texting me like, are you going to submit? I'm like, <laughs> I'm in this really interesting phase of like, I don't want to be on social media as much. I don't want to be, I'm kind of like, I just want to go get like a part-time job, just focus on my little small circles of service. Mm -hmm. Right. Just kind of this quieter. I, and I feel like, and I don't know if I will, I'm, I will always use my gifts. I will always be who I am and, but I'm in this interesting season of just wanting to be a little quieter, a little slower, a little, and, and knowing like we still make such an impact on the world, even if we don't have a big podcast right. or mm-hmm. a big following or a big book sales. And I'm, I'm testing out almost. It's like, my spirit is like, you need to test out just playing it a little smaller just to see the contentment that you might be surprised that mm. you'll feel. So, yeah. 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 I like that. We'll see. Well, and you've been pub- like pretty public for a while. So, and that's, I mean, yeah. I don't know how that is. Like our podcast is pretty small. Neither of us really have a following. Like we're just two friends that decided we wanted to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't, you know, but I can imagine like, that's a lot to keep up and, and probably busy, yeah. especially when you have, you know, you're doing speaking events and you have a book event and you have, and I'm sure people like want to hear from you and want to see your stories and things that you're doing. So I'm sure yeah, sometimes like pulling to- back. And like you said, like you, you can have such a 
a large influence on your smaller circle, like your friend showed, you know, that diagram. And maybe you've done the, I mean, I'm not saying you have to be done with like the larger impact circle, but you've get, you've given a lot of impact to the world. So it's okay to take that time for yourself, you know, and dial back a little for, for your own peace and see what happens. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's entrepreneur is a lot too. Yeah. I'm like, I put so much into this and I just had, I did have, I have thought if I do decide to kind of step back intentionally, I almost, my last speaking event in Charlotte, North Carolina was so successful and fulfilling that I'm like, if that was the pinnacle of my, (laughs) that was the last one I ever did. Like I really will. That's awesome. Yeah, so, that's awesome. What was it that you did in North Carolina? So I was the keynote speaker for 60 minutes um, for an organization called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Hmm. And they are a nonprofit that builds beds for children who don't have beds. Oh, I've heard of that. Ooh, that's wow. really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, Mike Rowe featured them. They're, there's chapters all over the world. It's all volunteers. I got to go with them on a bed delivery, like in Davis County and meet these families and put these beds together. And it was just, it was the perfect audience for my message. And it was great. Mm, It was amazing. There's just cool people in the world. I mean, to think of, you know, starting an organization like that, like that's really cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah, that. that sounds great. Well, yeah, you've done a lot. And, and I think that's, what's interesting about life is there's just different, I mean, that's again, we could, but our podcast, it's just about the different transitions in life and different times and seasons. And so, but you never know, maybe and your you book will come out and be huge and then you're going to be just sucked back into you're gonna all right? of it. You so know. you just have to and maybe, see, yeah. yeah, maybe it'll come out and be like, okay, I did that. I'm proud of myself. My family has this book. A few hundred people bought it and I feel good. And maybe it'll be more. I know it could be more. I could be more bigger stages, speaking all the time, traveling if I really wanted. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's tricky, but, um, do you guys have an episode where you talk about like your stories, your backgrounds? I know your... it's funny as my friend said that the other day, she was for, you really need to interview each other. Yeah, we probably <laughs> yeah. should. Well, we kind of like, I feel like sometimes give a little bit in different episodes, right? Yeah. Like as we talk to other people and, and we did, we did like a trailer episode. We talk a little bit about like why we started the podcast and kind of what we do. And yeah, but I think like she, well, we both were kind of in transition phases of life. You, well, you were, your kids were like graduating high school. My kids are a little younger, but we're just good friends and we just decided, but we both been through different transitions and just thought it would be cool to listen to, but yeah. So someday we'll do that. Yeah. We need, (laughs) but we, I think over each episode, we always give a little, something always comes up that we give out information about And we've done some solo episodes here and there, but mostly we're talking about like books that we've read or right. Or we did like, we did like a gratitude. Yeah. 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 Episode for Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Net or actually, well, when this goes out, like anyway, we're doing an episode with a few of our friends in our neighborhood that will actually be before this one goes out, but it talks about, um, values. values. Yeah. And just like how we've kind oh, of okay. built our own values from the ground up, like not just the values that we were given, but yeah, how, yeah. how we've kind of, More, so. yeah, kind of created our own that works for us. And, you know, I think it says like our women, our age, almost like you turn like into your thirties and then forties, you're like, wait, who am I? Like, am I being whoever one yeah. expects me to be or like, who am I? And what, what do I stand for? So we, our two best friends that live in our neighborhood too. The four of us just sat around and talked about values. And mm-hmm. so we talked That's more in great. that one. Yeah. And I feel like that, I mean, without talking 
straight out about the transitions that we've been through, that really encompassed probably like our inner transitions, like right. as much as anything, you know, where we're talking about, yeah, what our values are and, and kind of why they're important to us. So yeah, That's but so we great. will have to interview each other sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we just feel like everyone else has the most interesting story, more yeah. interesting stories than we do. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, what else? Or we know you're getting close to need, needing to wrap up, but is there anything else from your story that you'd want to share or yeah, any other like advice to listeners based on, you know, things that you've been through or yeah, just words of wisdom, any nuggets? <laughs> I guess just the overall thought that comes to me again and again is just how hard it is to be human and how every single person is going through something or will go through, you know, mm-hmm. and especially where I live, there's so much money and fame or whatever. And it, for years, actual years, I lived here and full on assumed or just knew like that their life was easier than mine. There, it was, it was, a, it was a fact, like, they're traveling, they have all this money, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, their life is easy. And every single time without fail, when I have met someone, opened up to them, met them at a party, at some gala, whatever, and you hear their story, you just, you can never assume anyone's life is easier or better. And just really focusing on you know, staying in your own lane and focusing on your happiness and your family and your goals and just loving other people. Um, I do have, I have, I always have a running list of um, notes, but I, I heard a quote recently that I love so much. Of course I follow like Broadway, Broadway worlds and Broadway actors and stuff. And there's a guy, I don't even know his name. He's a Broadway performer and he's pretty young and he was just diagnosed with ALS Mm. and he was quoted on broadwayworld.com as saying about his ALS diagnosis. He said, this is a divine opportunity disguised as an impossible situation. Hmm. And I just keep thinking like with Lucy's death or with loved ones who have addiction or with marriages that are struggling, like sometimes these are divine opportunities, but they're disguised as just impossible. Mm. And I, I, I often describe the shifts that I went through from not being a mom. Right. And you just live in the world and you think this is the world. This is how it works. This is how I relate to people. This is how I function. And then you become a mom and you go through like an invisible portal and you're at the grocery store with your baby and you're like, <laughs> you see the whole world differently. Yes. I mean, every, you see yourself differently, your relationship to your own mom, the cashier has a mom. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like, and then when you go through these other portals, like losing a child or a divorce or infidelity or what faith crisis, whatever it is, for my, in my case, like when Lucy died, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's another portal. <laughs> like yeah. there is another dimension that I have just gone through again after she died where I was like, oh wait, the world is not what I thought. Like 
everyone dies. Yeah. And who have you lost? And what pain are you going through? And like, it totally changes how you relate again to the world and to yourself. And so I guess I just want to leave your listeners with that, that whatever you're going through to honor it and to feel it, and it does feel impossible, but it might just be disguised as impossible. And it's, I'm, I, I think, I hope, I believe it's a divine opportunity mm. to expand and shift and become more of who you're meant to be. And it's just hard. It's hard, yes. <laughs> but I love that. But living in hope is, is such an act of faith. So yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was some good word, yes, words of wisdom. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> that I needed to hear, I think. I know. I know. Thank you yeah. so much. We appreciate, you know, you fitting us in and we know you have a lot going on. So we're yeah. just really grateful. And Thank I'm just you. glad we were finally able to meet you. You're, yeah, you're, awesome. you're a bright light in the world. And yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And at the end of our podcast, we always ask, how do you find beauty in life? Oh, I, I always find beauty when I'm connecting with other people. I love, have you guys heard of Susan Davidson? She uh, has a TED talk about emotional agility. Hmm. And she opens her TED talk by saying a South African, South Afrikaans phrase called, and it's Sawa Buena. That's how they greet each other in South Africa, Sawa Buena. And it means I see you and by seeing you, I bring you into existence. Mm. And like I was saying, I walk circles around my island <laughs> in my house and I'm like in my own head. But when I'm connecting with people and I feel seen, that's when I'm like, I exist. Like mm. I exist in the world when I am connecting with people. And that's, um, that's how I find the beauty yeah. is just... Yeah. I just see it. Everywhere. Yeah. I was just thinking like it goes both ways too, because that's how they exist. You know, that's how the other people exist too with us exactly. being mm -hmm. seen and, and felt and heard and then them feeling that as well. So like how else, yes. you know, I always, I, I don't know. There's some, something where someone's like, just see me, just hear me. It's kind of like what you're saying. Like when someone's going through something yeah. hard, they want to be seen. And so, yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah. Like the connection I love and that. how, yeah. Yeah. That makes me think if you'll have to, if you haven't done the Brene Brown values thing where she mm. sends like, she has like a hundred values and you have to pick like 15 or 20. And we talk about it in our episode with our friends and you narrow it down to two, which was really hard, but wow. connection was one of my mm -hmm. main ones. And I'm guessing that's going to be yours too. Yeah. But, but there's so many things that follow, follow under connection, mm -hmm. you know, when it is like family or love or you know, even travel or whatever it was, like it all kind of fit under connection yeah. for me. And then she has like a few yeah. questions I'm afterwards that you can fill out that kind of help like, okay, how do I start sliding out of those values and how do I like lean Stay into in them? them? And it's really good. And she did, Brene Brown did an episode with her sister where they talk about it. And anyway, I was like on hyper mode in that episode. I, I, I told her, I'm like, I sound so annoying in that because I'm like, ah! Because I'm so excited. <laughs> it was so good. I'm this frustrating dichotomy. You can ask my husband of like valuing connection and valuing freedom, mm. like autonomy. Yeah, which <laughs> the freedom's on there. I mean, freedom is on there. Yours. So you could be, and it's well, interesting because like, ah, they're almost yeah. opposite in a way. Mm -hmm. but, but they're like my two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so, so true. Important. And it's interesting when you have two that are very different. Cause I think I had like integrity, love and like discovery or knowledge. And it was really hard because they're all very different. It's so like, I had a hard time making it just two. 
Mm-hmm. And you were connection Mine's and gratitude, gratitude, and they kind of went together. Whereas, yeah. like, I almost feel like I could pick another one because they were so similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I don't know. I mean, like Brene says, they can change and they can evolve, evolve. over your life. Like mm-hmm. at certain points of your life, some values might feel more important than other. But I'm guessing your steady is probably connection, which is awesome. <laughs> like those are the people yeah. we need in the world that are connecting us to others. Cause I think for some people it's a strength. I think for you, it's a strength. I think for Chantilla it's a strength. That's why I think you came up with the idea of the podcast and I'm like, I'll come along, yeah. but, but you need <laughs> like someone needed to come up with the idea. Someone like you needs to put themselves out there and then be the gift to the world that, that we all need to connect us. So thank yeah. you for, for being that person. Yes. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribed to the podcast and followed along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Shifts Podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We The Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life is my own I'll start again, my mind is free now I can feel I'll take a chance, I won't be wrong Now it's time to move